Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Ryan on the set. Episode four. Happy Halloween! It's Halloween today because this comes out on Wednesday. Well, Tuesday night, but close enough. It, people are going to listen to it on Wednesday. Yeah, happy Halloween. I don't listen to podcasts at night. I listen to it in the morning. I wake up in the morning. I get in a lot of trouble for doing this because I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I want to do is check my email, and in the process, then I'll see what po- uh, podcasts we're downloading or what do I need to re-download, like what's around. So I'm on my phone first thing in the morning. So that's what a lot of people are going to be doing. They're going to be looking at their phone first thing. What are you going to be for Halloween? That is a good... I don't really know. I don't think I'm doing anything crazy for Halloween. I think we're going to be doing a lot of just at home, watching scary movies. If trick-or-treaters come by, we'll give them candy. Um, That's lame. Well, I mean, Halloween's on a Wednesday this year. Like, there's no exciting thing when it's in the middle of the week. Like, it's just... It, it's kind of coming and going. Like, there's no big Wednesday night party to go to. Also, I'm old now, so I don't do weekday parties you should go trick-or-treating i'm too old to trick-or-treat no you're not just wear a good costume they don't know how old you are if you wear did a you good hear? costume no no did you hear there's a town in virginia that if you are over the age of 12 and they catch you trick-or-treating they are going to send you to jail they're gonna send 13 year olds to jail they are because they're like not about that at all they're like not okay with it happening that piece of news is more exciting than anything else i'm going to talk about today <laughs> I, I i don't remember what town but like there's a small town and they are just so adamantly like unless you are chaperoning a child they do not because they're probably freaked out about the idea of like an 18 year old in a costume doing vandalism and like things like that so that's what yeah, they're but scared wouldn't of. you rather your kids be trick-or-treating than out doing anything else do you think that they're actually trick-or-treating Yes. Then you're naive. I, well, when I'm 13, I'm a fat kid and I want candy. Right, but you're naive. If you're 13, you're probably trying to like hook up with girls or throw eggs at cars. I just, just wanted candy. That's all right. We you were and di- I were very we different, were different 13, 13 year olds. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Five by Five at the Movies. I'm Keith Ruckus. I'm Mason Shear. We're going to talk about some movie news. Uh, I got another piece of feedback. Okay. Got an email from listener Lindsay Young. And Lindsay says uh, she likes the show, but we talk too much about superhero movies, and she doesn't like superhero movies. Okay. That's fine. I got some news about non-superhero stuff. Cool. There's there's always more news about superhero stuff because nerds love superheroes. Right. And it's not our fault that superhero movies make the most amount of money and get get the most recognition. All right. Fine. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk first about Rambo 5. He's not a superhero. Didn't they make Rambo 5 already? What? Didn't they make Rambo 5? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about, though, because there's a story came out about how it almost didn't happen. Okay. All right. Rambo 5 just sounds like a weird... All right, go on. What's the story? What's the news? Anyway, uh, it almost didn't happen because Sly Stallone said he really wanted to have a really great movie. It was about soulful introspection, about how like violence isn't the best thing on the planet. And the producer said, nope, we want human trafficking. I don't believe that. What do you mean you don't believe that? I don't believe that... Sylvester Stallone is the one who said, you know what? Too much violence. This is not what I want. Because he's the reason Rambo turned into a violent movie. Like, the first movie, there's no, like, crazy violence or no graphic gun deaths or anything like that. But then all the later Rambos, they amp it up. And that's when you have rocket launchers hitting helicopters and making things explode. So I don't necessarily buy that it's Sylvester Stallone. Well, saying, that's let's, the story. Let's pump the brakes on this. Because he is a big fan of, like, let's no, let's just jack it up. Let's he did go crazy. the Expendables. He did. He he wants that whole franchise. He wants it to like to be big and exploding and go crazy and go wild. Like that's what he wants. So I mean, but good on him that Rambo Five 
came out, I guess. About human trafficking? Yes. Which is fine. That's, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Kind of like Taken. <laughs> I Except guess. Except this is Buddy's daughter. Yeah. I like the Taken movies. Taken was good. I only saw the first one. I didn't see anything beyond that. Uh, it's the same thing over and over again, but it's good. Right. Which, I don't need to see it multiple times, but I like the first one. first one was really good. She's it, she's Taken. That That's what happens. <laughs> the daughter's Taken. Good job. Uh, next piece of news, Call of Duty, maybe the film may begin filming as early as spring. Uh, Activision slash Blizzard wants to make a Marvel-esque universe. What is a Call of Duty movie going to look like? Uh, I hope it's not like that Doom movie where there's a bunch of first-person action. I mean, but that's... Do you remember whole, that? I, I do remember it, and I know it was The Rock, so it was, you know, there's that, that element to it, but... but I don't know, but is, so Call of Duty. I so I never got into Call of Duty. It's I've, a first person shooter. It's a first person shooter. Like I've I've never been a big video game person. I've always kind of just stuck to the storyline. I don't blah, blah, believe blah. you. I mean, I, first person shooters never were my thing. Going yeah, online, I don't like and all first like, person shooters either. So, but like this is kind of similar how like they were going to do a Halo movie, and it's just it's already itself a contained storyline, I guess. But the appeal, but so Call of Duty is World War Two. I don't know. All right, it's or maybe it's no, because there's Black Ops, which is modern. Okay, so so it's not necessarily tied to one specific war. It's I think just... it has more to do with the the gameplay than the storyline. But I think what they're what they're saying is that they're going to start having these war movies under the visage of Call of Duty, and they're going to try and make really great movies that just happen to be called Call of Duty, so that you keep going, so they can make a whole universe out of it. This feels very much like they are too ambitious. This feels very dark universe to me. <laughs> okay. Like Dark Universe, like you know, you know what I'm talking about with this, right? Nope. Okay, so Dark Universe. This started with the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, where when that came out, oh, they were right, like right, 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 a thousand right, right. percent sure. No, 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 we're gonna launch an entire universe. We're gonna call they it want, the Dark Universe. They wanted to do all the old movie monsters and make it a whole right. Thing. So they had this whole grand vision, but they didn't have a good enough first film in the setup. So there was no Frankenstein's monster reboot, no right. Dracula reboot. So it just immediately fell flat on its face because it got too ambitious. And this feels like it might be the same direction. Like, you can't Oh, this create, will be a flop. You can't create <laughs> a universe. You can't create a universe with that being your first goal. You have to build these stories and have them intertwine. Like, like Marvel ruined... I know we're not supposed to talk about superheroes, but Marvel ruined it <laughs> for all other genres of film and all kinds of film series and universes and things like that because they already had a big, large, connected universe, but each story was an individually contained you know, element to it. So you can't do that with Call of Duty and like make it a series, but they all tie in together. Just You have to make one singular Call of Duty movie, and then after that, you can like expand it and do branching off with different characters or different storylines or different wars or whatever you want to do with it. It's too ambitious to start with, let's make a Marvel-like universe. And for something like Call of Duty that has limited scope to begin with because it's a video it's a popular mm-hmm. video game movie but it's going to be a video game movie so it's just not gonna i don't think it's gonna work i don't think so either not a lot of video game movies work no there hasn't been like there will be one good individual one maybe but i i can't think of i can't think of the most recent good video game movie no wreck it ralph that that doesn't count. i know it doesn't, doesn't count. count i'm being a dick i know what about that live action super mario brothers <laughs> I mean, that came out when I was three, so I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved thought it was it great. Going but... back, it's not great. No, but that's fine. Uh, production has begun on Ryan Johnson's Agatha Christie-style film, Knives Out. And so far, the cast is Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta, Chris Evans, 
Michael Shannon, and Tony Collette. Oh my god. Yeah, and they said they're not done adding people. I love okay. Ryan Johnson. Have you ever seen Brick? No, I have not seen Brick. Brick is in my top five films of all time. Do you know okay, do you know what this do you know what this is about? Do no, you know this? Okay. He's he's writing and directing it. It's not based on a book or anything. It's just called Knives Out. Well then what is the Agatha Christie part of it? It's in the style of Agatha Christie. Okay. That style of murder mystery. Oh oof. okay. All right. Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean like so they're just starting production on this, so there's a lot of big names on here, a lot of big setup. Um that should be fun to see. Should be exciting. Uh, it's interesting is all the headlines I'm seeing is like after the blockbuster hit version of his Star Wars film, which that Star Wars film came out to a lot of negative reviews, which is interesting. Well, to it's me. a Star Wars film. All Star Wars films are gonna be <laughs> negative reviews, but we're all gonna love them anyway. Right. I mean, Star Wars is such a toxic nuclear wasteland when it comes to how people view it. And but... he was supposed to have his own Star Wars trilogy, but then they uh, they backburnered it, so now he's gonna do this instead. What's interesting about this, what I'm seeing, is that hmm. like, there's no real news about it because it's a murder mystery, blah, 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 blah. But the way they're kind of saying is, like, here's all these names that are attached to this film. Right. I don't know if that's a selling point for me. Did you uh, see the um, Murder on the Orient Express yes. movie? I didn't see that, but I knew like they were pushing it because there was a billion people in it. Right, but it was it good. It was it, no. It kind of like I mean, it came and went. It like it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, like, I never heard anything good about right, it. Right. So I, there was a billion. I, I, stars so there's in it. there's I. A lot think, of films do this, and I don't like it. Do you think movies like this are like summer camp? Kinda. <laughs> Like, just, let's all just get together and have fun because we're all A-listers and the movie comes thing. But then again, Ryan Johnson's an incredible director and Brick is a noir mystery uh, set in a high school and it's incredible. It is worth I would I would rather the hype be because the script is very good or the storyline's very good and just there's something that I don't trust when it's like, here's all these names that are attached to it. It's like, that could be anything. Like, any of those people could be a lead in a film. But they're all sharing the spotlight, so it's a big. But it's, it's not going to be an ensemble. But it's, I don't know. There's just something like I need ensemble. more. I need more information about it. But well, we'll see. I mean, we got a long way to go before it comes out. So, so do you remember how there's like a ton of Avatar sequels coming out? Yep, they've <laughs> so been in production forever. Apparently, uh, two and three are finished. Are they? I... Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like you keep hearing about. I mean, this has been such a long, delayed series, but yeah, in a recent interview, Sigourney Weaver says two and three are finished. Um, this is a really long saga, and apparently four and five were supposed to be based on the sales of two and three, but they're not anymore, and they're already started production on four and five. And we could be getting three and four as early as 2020. We're never going to see these movies. We are going to see them. They're, they're, they're done. Three and we four are, are done. never going to see. Apparently a lot of it is underwater, and Sigourney Weaver's character is not the same character from the first movie. She's a different character. We're, I'm, I'm putting money on it right now. We will never see Avatar 5. They built the Avatar park at Universal Studios because of these movies. We're going to see them. But it's, been, it's been hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped. It's, just, it's, it's still the highest grossing movie of all time. It is, but it has not remained in our pop culture. Uh, another interesting point about it is that they replaced the logo from the papyrus <laughs> font that just says Avatar, and they made an actual logo, and it's hideous. Oh my god! Go look it yeah. up because it's disgusting looking. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm never going to be excited about Avatar two because that window passed so many years ago. I want to see more Jake Sully. I I like the idea no that they're Jake like Sully. 
they're like, all right, we got like five movies like ready to go. It's like, well, then release them. They're going to go through the rest of Pandora now. Well, so now that I know that there's going to be an Avatar 5, I don't give a shit about 2, 3, or 4. Okay, that's fair. Like, Right, because nothing that happens no. in 2, 3, or 4 matters because you know there's a 5. It's, it's kind of like... It's supposed to be like a, like, like a mythological chrono... Like, it's supposed to be like Lord of the Rings, though. It's supposed to be like... Unless they are different self-contained stories about different elements of the Avatar universe, I do not care. Would you care even if it was? <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, call you out. <laughs> I mean, more, but I mean, it's we're going okay. from a zero to a one. Like, okay. it's not okay. like it's. <laughs> but it's like okay, zero cool. Like, I, so I know Sigourney Weaver is not gonna be the same actor, so, well, she, not the same character. Well, she died. She died. So, yeah. but she's now in here. So, are they doing it like American Horror Story style? I don't think so. Which that would be interesting if it's just the same actors, all just like different roles and different setups. No, I think we're still gonna get a lot of Jake Sully. All right. Well. Good luck. We'll see you in 45 years when the second one will maybe come out. Jake Sully. I love, I love Avatar. I'll watch that movie over and over again. All right. I didn't know Jamie Foxx was attached to play Spawn. Did you know that? Was Was Spawn coming out? Is that yeah. a... Oh, it's been in, uh, it's been rumored and in production or hauled in production. We've forever. talked about Spawn yeah. recently, haven't we? Todd McFarlane is yeah. actually making his Spawn movie. And Jamie Foxx is going to play Spawn. And just, apparently this was knowledge that everyone had, and I just had, I just wanted to bring it up because I didn't know about it. We're back on superheroes now, so nice, Lindsay, yeah. go ahead and turn it off. There you go. All right. All right, cool. Well, what's next? You don't care about that? I mean, I thought we've talked about this before, but like it's... It's Jamie Foxx. It's Jamie Foxx. It'll be interesting, interesting kind of to be setup. Such a, it's going to be a real dark, rated R superhero movie. And I just, I don't see him pulling that off, but... I mean, you see how well Venom did. Fair. Uh, Frank Grillo, who played Crossbones in mm-hmm. in uh, all the Captain America movies, and he was in uh, I lost my train. I thought Civil War. Yes, there we go. Civil War. Um, Frank Grillo has been screwing with people. He keeps uh, he kept telling people that Crossbones is going to be back in a flashback in the next Avengers movie, but apparently he's just screwing with people because he's sick and tired of people asking him about Avengers and if he's going to be back. Because and I quote, "I was in the movie for eight minutes." <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's again, it's the same kind of thing with Star Wars. Like, you have a lot of people who are all just like looking for any little bit. They're looking for any tiny little clue, any little like, what does this say? Maybe this means something different. So just tell me, tell me, give me all the information. I can't wait for you know another seven months to see this movie. So yeah, he actively said he's just been screwing people because please stop asking him question about questions about Avengers. He doesn't care anymore. That's that's fair. That's I can see that. Just I, like Lindsay doesn't care about superhero that's movies. That's true. Well, anymore. luckily we don't have another superhero topic we're going to talk about. We have many more superhero actually I only have one more superhero topic. Deadpool 2 PG-13 cut hitting theaters December 21st. I'm really on the fence about this one. So they're recutting the R-rated Deadpool 2 into a PG-13 movie and putting it in theaters again December 21st. However, the news came out today. They are refilming a big chunk of the movie. Yeah, there's so there. It is. It's not just going to be a random cut of different things. I love Deadpool. I know you do. a lot. I saw Deadpool two like back to back. I saw it Thursday night and Friday the next day. I really really like the movies. I think it's interesting. I think it could do well, and I think it'd be a funny PG thirteen movie. I don't know why they're doing a PG thirteen cut this quickly, and like why it's not a like a DVD extra. Or just a separate, like, I don't, I don't understand why they're going to, like, make a different theatrical cut of if it. If I had a little board that made register noises right now, that's right. what I would make because that's the reason. It's a cash grab. I mean, it's a cash grab. And if, if there's any movie that's going to just absolutely 
make fun of that and just like go to town on the fact that it's a cash grab, it will be Deadpool. So it'll be it'll be exciting. I'm gonna see it. I'll definitely see it. I can convince my family to go on Christmas to see it, which is that's a big thing that we always like to do. We always try to do the go see a movie on Christmas, or at least this is what my mom wants us to do. And the last time we did it was Hateful Eight, and boy was that not a good movie to see with your mom Why? on Christmas time. Why? <laughs> just. I love Hateful Eight. The Christmas that came out, I saw it four times in a row because I was hosting screenings of it. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of language in that movie that there uh, is. I mean, there, there's one oral sex scene, but yeah, just, it's just the kind of movie where you just like I can feel my mom next to me, just like, oh god, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be listening to this right now and just having that drilled in. But I'm still. Very... What did you think was gonna happen no, in the Tarantino knew. movie? No, I knew what was gonna happen. I don't think she realized. Did what you was take your happen. mom to go see Django? <laughs> No, but we did see Inglorious Bastards. Okay, that's I, I would rather see Inglorious Bastards with a parent than I would Django. Django. Yeah, no, that's it, it's Tarantino. You know what you're getting if it's Tarantino. So it's like good luck. But. There's not a single Tarantino movie I I wouldn't sit through and watch a thousand times. Really? Yeah, I like all of them. Um, do you count Romancing the Stone? No. Why don't you count that as a Tarantino? He just directed it. He didn't write it. He still, that's still, he has his fingerprints on it. Okay, a Tarantino written movie. All right. I don't know. I like him. All right, he's my, he's my buddy. <laughs> Close personal friend. No, nah, he's not. Uh, you want to do an interview? I don't, but you do. I do. I want to play my interview. This is my interview with C. Robert Cargill, most notably known for being the writer of the Doctor Strange movie that came out, uh, which is pretty impressive. He is a Fantastic Fest regular. He lives here in Austin. He is... An amazingly friendly guy, and I very slyly said, "Hey, you want to do this podcast that doesn't exist yet, but record and let me use some of your limelight so I can get some listeners?" And he said, "Sure," uh, and I liked every single one of his answers. So here is my interview with C. Robert Cargill, uh, writer of Doctor Strange. Alrighty, folks, we're here with C. Robert Cargill at Fantastic Fest, knocking what day seven? Day seven, baby. Knocking on day eight. I, I was a whole day behind, like all day yesterday. They kept going, what would day five fantastic? Because I'm like, yeah, day five, yeah. And it's like, I got to the end of the day and my wife was like, it's day six, six. baby. There's only two days left. And I'm like, no, no, they've been saying it's, oh my God, it's, today, today's Tuesday. It's almost over. How many films have you watched? Uh, as of right now, uh, I'm about to go into film 24. That's fucking absurd. Uh, and it's only because I've missed too many films due to other things. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have a full schedule and then stuff happens. You end up, you know, a director that you run into a couple times is like, come out drinks. It's like, yeah, all right. You know, when are we going to have a chance to do this again? Of course. Or, you know, you just are like, you hang out till six in the morning with some mm -hmm. friends and then it's like, I ain't making the 11 o'clock. Got so, it, right. But yeah, no, I'm on, I'm about to go into movie 24 and I am very excited. That's a whole two days worth of movies. Uh, yes, 48 it is. hours. That's absurd. <laughs> I mean, this is what I do for a living. It's right, what I've done for a living for nearly two decades. Right. So, um, I mean, watching movies is just, you know, for me is like breathing. So, watching five films in a day is just having a day. So. That's perfect. And I'm glad you said that because this podcast is all about people that watch movies and your rituals do it during it. So, at home, 
when you're ready to watch a movie, and I don't mean like you're playing super bad in the background because you're working on something like oh, I do. Oh, by the way, I do not put movies on in the background. I'm one of those people. Fuck out of here. I, am, I do not use movies as music. Uh, okay. When I watch a movie, I'm watching a movie. That's See, one of my things. I constantly have to have something on the background. Almost all my friends do that. Right. I don't. Sometimes they're your movies. Yeah, uh, oh, well, thank you. Uh, no, I don't. I, I can't put a movie on in the background. Like the, right. the very idea of that, um, I find insulting. To the film and to okay. myself. Um, see, see, I, I think it's it's like great. I, I have some a movie that it feels like my best friend now. My best friend's hanging out and playing in the background. I, I mean, I used to do it when I was in a uh, when I was a video store clerk because right. you'd have that, and it was that or a trailer tape. So you put right. in movies, and I have my half a dozen movies that I've done that with so many times. I can talk along with the film because I know every line yeah. in it. But so my rituals mm-hmm. uh, depends on what I'm watching. Okay. Uh, because uh, I have in my house, I have five different ways to watch movies. Okay. Time, I've got you know my setup in my bedroom where me and my wife often cuddle up and watch stuff. Right. Generally, if we're watching Netflix, if we're watching mm-hmm. you know trying to watching something on Shutter, or if we've you know rented a movie or something, we'll go and we'll watch it in there. Um, occasionally, I'll watch films in my office. And I have a, 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 a reading chair that is all, also doubles as my recliner to watch movies in, in my mm-hmm. office. Um, then we've got a projector set up out in the living room. Great. Um, where, where we'll watch stuff. Um, and uh, we also, I guess, technically four, not five. Uh, so you got, and, you got an iPhone, and then I well, I, <laughs> yeah, I I'll watch stuff on my iPad, but right. uh, when I travel, but you're never at home. Uh, but then, of course, uh, my projector setup goes out next to my pool, so I can Sweet. actually, uh, at, like, when we have friends over, we'll you know uh, we'll we'll get uh, you know a case of beer and uh, take a cooler out there and set up the projector and the sound bar and set up and just all like float in the pool for six hours and watch movies. Fantastic. Uh, but so I don't have any one particular ritual. Um, it just kind of depends on what we're doing. My favorite movie ritual. My favorite thing in the world is um, when I watch movies with my wife and like on a Friday or Saturday night, we'll decide we're going to shut ourselves in, open a couple of bottles of wine and watch three or four movies together. And so we'll watch movies and what will invariably happen is around 5, 5.30 in the morning, my wife's just crapped out. And so she passes out on my chest, cuddled up to me and I'll watch one more movie and I'll usually find some Z grade thing on Shudder. Right. Um, where I'll just be like, I'm three bottles of wine in for the night, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, I don't care what I watch, I just want it to be, have a good time with it. And that's where I'll be right. like, you know, now's the time to try out this weird uh, 1980s Steve Buscemi clip show movie. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I'll be like, all right, I'm watching that. So that's like one of my movie rituals is that once my wife falls asleep on my chest, I find one more thing to watch. That's and amazing. just kind of, and 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 slowly drift off to that, and uh, uh, and then and once that's, that's done, I get back. So far, I love it. Uh, snacks, uh, popcorn. Popcorn. Uh, a big, uh, air popped popcorn is a big okay. uh, thing for me, uh, and uh, whiskey. Uh, Perfect. Uh, you know, and and not when you're watching your A grade movie, like not your right. big movie, but like once you get to you know the second and third movie of the night, you know. You have a little whiskey with it, and you know. Got it. Now, uh, let's take it back in time. All right. Formative years. You're going to the movie theater. What are you sneaking in? I'm not. 
You're not. I'm not. You've never I, snuck food into a theater? Uh, I've always been against it because I like movie theater snacks so much. Why yeah. sneak anything in? Like, it's just the, like, I, I just never had the, I need to eat this in a theater. Uh, if I'm going to a movie theater and I'm getting snacks, it's like I'm going to grab a box of hot tamales. Okay. You know, I might get right. popcorn. I might get Dr. Pepper. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no. Never, like, the only thing I'll bring in is every once in a blue moon when I'm on a diet, when I'm on, like, an IP diet uh, mm-hmm. uh, to drop some weight. Um, I quit smoking, so I put on a bunch of weight. So gotcha. I have to, you know. Right. Um, and uh, the, there's a really good um, protein candy bar. Okay. That uh, that ideal protein makes that occasionally I'll bring to a draft house. Got it. I'll make sure to order coffee, and you know my wife will get yeah. something. But yeah, I'll bring in the the candy bar, and yes. I always tip really well, so nobody ever gives me a hard Big. time. So someone told me one time they sneak in garlic salt. They just like to put it on everything else. Oh, you know what? That's see that would make sense. Yeah, if like you they like still buy the popcorn or buy the pretzel or whatever. But they dropped their own garlic salt in. I thought that was a great fucking answer. You know, that would, you know, take a little Tony Shikari's in there and yeah. sprinkle that over the pot. That would oh, make sense. Freaka, something. Yeah. Right, so now, your wife's at the festival. Yep. Do you guys watch every movie together or do you split up into your own thing? We okay. split up into our own thing. We watch a lot of movies together. Some years we almost entirely watch movies together. This year has been radically different. Like, our. The, it's a good year. It's, it's a really good year, but it's a year that has divided me and my wife in terms of our interests. Um, like she doesn't, one thing she does not like doing is watching people get the shit beat out of them. Okay. And so she just. Interesting for this festival? Well, no, punching. That's what it is. She can watch a person get eviscerated. Great. Not even fucking blank. She can watch somebody get hit by a train and splattered and she'll giggle and clap. But you get two guys punching each other and you show the hit and she turns into jelly. Okay. And so. She doesn't go to the debates then. Well, no, no, that, like, that, <laughs> that's nerds hitting each other. That doesn't hurt. Oh, like, it hurts. Well, I mean, it hurts, but the way it looks is right. not the it's same not way the same as, as, but so, like, I went and saw Donnybrook, and right. she was like, I'm not doing Donnybrook. Uh, she watched the trailer, she nope, right. not watching Donnybrook. Uh, and then, uh, uh, but so she went to see the boat. And then there's a couple other things that were really more up my alley than they were hers. And so she went and saw something else. And so this year we've actually only seen about maybe half to two thirds of the movies together. Um, And we've seen an awful lot of movies separate. Nice. What has been your favorite film of the festival? I don't know. Because after 24 of them, I don't don't blame you. Well, no, it's the problem is, is... we, it's such a great slate, especially of mainstream movies, that I feel it's cheating to say, like, I think two of the very best films of the year, mm-hmm. best films of the year, are going to be Mid-90s and right. Destroyer. Right. And I love them both. Um, but, uh, you know, I had uh, Suspiria is a film we're going to be talking about for 30 years. Right. Um, it's going to be an answer that will come up when people go name the best remix ever. Right. And now it's going to be like, yeah, this is one of the best remakes. Halloween is a hell of a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. a really good ride. Overlord is exactly what you want Overlord to be. It's just so much goofy Nazi zombie the fun. The movies are so good. No one's attending the events this year. It's so funny. Everyone's well, like, this screw it. We're going to see movies. Yeah, well, the problem this year is that they put a bunch of the events, the big events, up against single screenings of other things. That's true, too. Yeah. And so it was like... 
I had to skip the debates for the first time in the history of the debates because it was up against the only screaming. That climax. makes sense. It was the year I was fighting. So yeah, well, climax was. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I went to the. Oh wait, no, no, no. I went to the debates. I'm talking okay. about the feud. Dude, no, okay, the feud yeah. was up okay. against climax, yeah. and so I skipped the feud for the first time ever um, to see climax because I knew I needed to see climax in a theater and I needed right. to see it with a fantastic. It's a musical, audience. right? Kind of. It's so, what it is. Is it's an LSD trip film. Okay. It's done in almost real time, and somebody has dosed the punch, and the people at the party who are dancers all start slowly getting, just slowly tripping, and cool. it devolves into a full-blown trip sequence where the third act is shot entirely upside down, and you don't care. Like that's it's, amazing. It is, and so that's the type of stuff you have to see here. So I don't actually have a favorite. Uh, I will say the one I saw today was probably the most fun I had and was probably the most just gleefully entertaining. That Donnie Rook? No, no, no. Before that, uh, After the Screaming Stops. Okay, that one. Which the title sounds like, oh my God, it's that's a, like a it's 50s the, the British film. Yeah, it's, but it's a, yeah. yeah everyone's, it's, everyone's talking about it. Because it's great. It's, it is, and nobody saw it. Like, that's the thing is it was a single screen. It was half full. Nobody really knew what to make of it. But it was really fun. And it was about these two guys who are the biggest thing in the world yeah. in, in everywhere else in the world but the United States. Right. Um, so big that Michael Jackson offered them a chance to open for him on his tour. Right. In the in the mid-80s, when he's it's yeah. when Thriller. he's at the peak. Yeah. Uh, just after Thriller. Um, and then they just they were huge for a year and a half, and then they just they couldn't stand each other anymore. They split up, and their lives went in very different directions. And overnight they were broke. And they were nobodies, and they went off, and they went off to build their own careers. One became an actor uh, in movies you've seen, fucking uh, uh, Blade Two and Hellboy uh, Two, and um, the other went off to be a Vegas musician and is one of the most successful Vegas musicians out there. He's he's practically uh, Buble out there. Wow, he's huge. Um, but the thing is, is when they come back together, you can see why they they broke up. Because the lead singer is incredibly talented and a complete buffoon. Right. The things that spill out of his mouth make you think it's a mockumentary. Is he the Vegas singer? Yes. That makes sense. Like he's a moron. Right. But he's so, when you see him, you, you like, these things come out of his mouth and you, you're like, he's such a joke. And then the minute he gets in the producing booth or the minute he gets on stage, the switch flips and he knows exactly what he's doing and you yeah. see holy god he's talented and the other guy is more intelligent than his brother but isn't as talented right and so you see where that conflict and the insecurities came from and all the bullshit and it's a hilarious warm-hearted fascinating documentary that also I'm married to a twin and so there are very specific problems that twins have okay. in the psychology. There's like two basic archetypes of twins. You've got the we are one person. Right. Uh, we finish each other's sentences. We dress alike. And then you've got the we need to be individuals and people won't see us as an individual. They see us as a duo. Uh, as a duo. And that creates this fracture that you see in so many twin relationships. And these guys have it bad. And so it's That's also great. an amazing study case study of what happens when two twins are so inextricably tied together and try very hard to be separate. And it's it's really great. 
after the screaming stops. Yep. Must have a last question I'm gonna ask you. Great. We're way over time. Uh, what are you working on now? What's next? Uh, lots of stuff. Um, I've got a couple of scripts that I'm working on. Me and Scott uh, have some stuff in the pipeline, mm-hmm. d- developing stuff. Uh, nothing that I can openly talk about. Right. I could say that my new book came out this uh, June. What's it called? Uh, it's called We Are Where the Nightmares Go. It's a collection of short uh, horror stories. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, we've got, uh, what was the other thing I could actually say? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting down very shortly to work on my next book, which is going to be another science fiction novel. Fantastic. So, yeah. See, Robert Cargill, thank you so, so much. Thank and you. And guys, go buy his book and check out all his movies and then go watch After the Screaming Stops and think about twins. <laughs> and that was my interview with C. Robert Cargill. Very fascinating. Very interesting. You didn't listen to it. You're just, no. you're just sitting there like a bullshit artist. We're recording like, these so back to back that I haven't heard it yet. But I need to lie and say do, that I did. Do you go back and listen to the episodes? Oh, absolutely not. No? Absolutely so you haven't not. heard a single one of the interviews? No, yet. I have not. They're very fascinating. The one with Rita Walsh was, uh, what I heard back was that uh, people said it was hard to listen to because when I was recording it, it was in a karaoke room while someone was doing karaoke next door. So there's a lot of uh, bleed over of don't stop believing. And that's it for this week of 5 by 5 at the movies. It's endearing in a way. Uh, thank you to see Robert Cargill for uh, agreeing to do this show before it existed. Thank you to my co-host, Mason Shear. Yay, that's me. What do you have to plug this week, Mason? Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. That's what I'm plugging. Big thank you to Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the 5 by 5 Network. Guys, if you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, uh, like Fred or Lindsay did in the last couple episodes, please send them to 5 by 5 film at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for another 5 by 5 at the movies. Roll credits.